it's a privilege to be here this morning and uh, thank you uh, to the PW and to Emily for inviting me to speak to you this morning. Uh, it was good to read those uh, words together from the book of Ephesians because uh, I think it mirrors quite well uh, what I want to say today because in that book Paul was speaking to the, the people of Ephesus where he had been working for three years and he said he reminded them that without God they were without hope in the world. He said to them uh, in your former lives you were without God and without hope in the world and that is still true today no matter where you are from in the world uh, it doesn't matter. If you don't know Jesus Christ, then you're without hope. You're outside of the commonwealth of Israel. <clears throat> you're outside of God's family. But he was able to tell them that through Christ, who is our peace, through his blood on the cross, through the work of Calvary, those people who were afar off, those people who were far away, have now been brought near. And he, said, he was able to say to them, that consequently you're no longer foreigners and aliens, but fellow citizens with God's people and members of God's household. And you're built on that foundation of the apostles with Christ Jesus himself, the chief cornerstone. In him, he says, you too are being built. And this morning, as I share about the, the work of the International Meeting Point, I want you uh, to think of this, that our work is being multiplied. It's the work of our Presbyterian church. And it's being multiplied because the body of Christ is working together and building itself up in love and is working together and growing in Christ. And you'll see as I share the, the work that we're doing that it is multiplied by you because many congregations are working together with us to do this work to scatter this seed. Uh, I hope you will see that it is the PW motto for this year, Stronger Together, and that we are indeed stronger together. Now, the work of the International Meeting Point is a, it's a two-handed work. So on the one hand, you're going to see that we do many things to help people with their difficulties arriving in this new country. Uh, you're going to see that we feed people, that we help clothe people, that we teach people English. We, yes, we do all those things. We, we give them bicycles. Uh, we take them away on day trips. We do all sorts of things. But Jesus did say, what shall it profit a man if he, if he gains the whole world and yet loses his own soul? So very much we do help people, but we also share the good news of Jesus Christ because people who are far away or people who are near, without Christ, you're without hope and without God in the world. Take some people like a girl from China who came to my English classes, had no religious background at all. She came to my English class because her tutors were Chinese her friends in her house were Chinese, and I got to know her, and I invited her. Uh, this is hospitality. I invited her and a friend to come to my house for a meal, and she agreed to come, but it was for Sunday lunch, 
And I said, well, we go to church first. Would, uh, would you like to come with us? She said she had never been to a church service in her life, never been to a Christian service. That's, could any of us say here this morning that this is our first service? But that was her first time. She came to church with me and she heard a message about Jesus Christ. And as we were singing the last hymn, she turned to me and she said to me, Keith, how do I become a Christian? And while they were serving tea and coffee afterwards, I led her to Jesus Christ. I explained to her that she needed to confess her sin, to repent of it, and to ask God to come into her life. And she did that. That's a girl from China. She's no longer with us in Northern Ireland. She's back in China doing a very professional job. She doesn't need to learn the language. She doesn't need to make friends. She has friends and relations. And we send missionaries all over the world. But now God is giving us an opportunity because the world has come to us. And she's now back in China. And my prayer, I've lost touch with her, unfortunately, but my prayer is that she is still going on with Jesus Christ. Because uh, we are all a link in the chain. We have done our part. But now that when she has given her life to Christ, it's between her and God. And we pray that God will bring her on. Another girl came to the, the meeting point uh, with her family. From, they were from Iran, uh, from Iran, though she was from uh, Indonesia, a Muslim from Indonesia. And she had been coming to the meeting point for a number of months. And one morning when I was opening the gate with my, with my wife, uh, she was standing there waiting for us. And uh, I said, uh, why are you here? And she said, uh, I told my husband I was going to the shops, but I, I wanted uh, to speak to you. So I brought her in and sat her down. And I said, well, why are you here? And she said, just coming to this place, I can see there's something different about your religion. There's something different about you people here. And all you show us is love. And that's not what my religion is like and she asked how did I become a Christian and she bowed her head and she asked Christ into her life two girls from Iran came to my English classes and I told them that there are extra English classes extra English classes uh, that we have on another night of the week but we only use the Bible in these English classes. And they and many other Muslims came along to those English classes. And through that, they asked Christ to come into their life. Another man came to Christ because he had a dream. He had a dream about Jesus. And I was able to share with him. Another man came to Christ. But he wasn't from afar off. Well, maybe he was. He was from the Shankill Road. So he might have been near physically, but he was far off, far from God in his life. And he came to the meeting point through adult education classes because 
he couldn't read or write. He was in his 50s and he couldn't read or write. But finally, he, he built up the courage and went to adult education classes. And his teacher was a Christian from Orangefield Presbyterian Church. And she had been praying for the, for the work of the meeting point, And she knew we were open every day. And she brought him to the meeting point. And uh, we spoke to him about Jesus Christ. And do you know what he did? He ran out the door. Ran away. Didn't want to hear it. Because, you know, I believe he knew it was true. But he just didn't want to face what that would be in his life. What would that mean for me if I became a Christian? Well, I wouldn't be able to do, do this. I might have to do that. Maybe that's you this morning. I don't know if you've been thinking about giving your life to Jesus Christ, but you don't know what, what's it going to mean for me and you're afraid. Well, he was afraid so much that he ran out. But... He came back the next day. He just could not keep away. He came back and he gave his life to Christ. And that was 10 years ago. And he's still going on with God. He still has many difficulties. He's learned to read and write. And he now writes poetry. But he attends the meeting point. And I'm going to share, I can tell you many more stories of, of people who have come to faith. Because... We do help people with things in this life, but we want to share people uh, about Jesus Christ. And we are not a final destination. The meeting point is not a church. We bring people to church with us because it's in meetings like this that we, a congregation of people, praise and worship God together. So you're going to see that as well. That is our logo very quickly. Uh, that is the logo of the International Meeting Point. And we try to live by that. We say where everyone is welcome. We'll move on. Uh, one of the things that we do is we give away food. Many congregations support us with food. Many food banks give us, they give us their food that's nearly out of date. Do you know that some food banks in Belfast can't give away food unless there's three months best before date on it? So they give that to us and we give that away. I wish I could tell you the story about a man who runs a big business. He said to me, Keith, could you use some porridge? I said, yeah, we could give away porridge. Uh, how much are you talking about? He said, how much could you take? Well, I said, uh, how much have you? He said, well, could you take 10 boxes of porridge? I think there was like 10 kilos in each or 5 kilos of porridge in each, in each box. I said, I'll take 10 boxes so he phoned me the, the, the next week. He says, are you ready for that porridge? I said, yes. He said, could you take 20, 20 boxes? I said, all right, I'll take 20 boxes. He says, I'll send a van round with it. And then he phoned me the next day. He says, the lorry's on its way. I said, you said a van? I says, uh, a 50 boxes on. Uh, it might have been a hundred boxes, I can't remember. But I said, what's, what's the sell-by date on it? Oh, he says, it's out of date next week. <laughs> Two years we were giving away that porridge. And they were still eating it after two years. So many people support us with food. That was us during COVID. 
we give away lots and lots of food during COVID. Move on. I hope it's not stuck. Uh, hard for you to see, maybe, th this is a, a pie chart that we took. Uh, during COVID, we had to keep a record of the number of people. Now, this is, we're talking about South Belfast, just the Lisburn Road. And during COVID, with 470 families from 46 different countries. Now, when I was growing up in Rathcool, there was two tribes. There was a Catholic tribe and a Protestant tribe. But now in Belfast, we have 46, just us, we have 46 different nationalities visiting us. During COVID, 470 families. And there's all the different countries that they come from. The biggest group is actually Eritrea. The most people come from Eritrea. Move on. Uh, we give away food. We teach English. That's our, our English class uh, on a Monday. We have about 70 students come in on a Monday to learn English. Uh, English is a big part of getting to know people, to give them, we, to share Jesus Christ with people. You have to attract people, and the English attracts people in. And we have many, many people coming to, we have about 200 students all together in the meeting point. Uh, there's about 30 or 40 different people involved in teaching English. Now there's only me, Sharon, Henry, uh, Francis, Eileen, and Shirley are the people actually employed in the meeting point. But there's about 40 people involved in teaching English. And that comes from the congregations around. And it's a great way to get to know people. Indeed, as I shared with you, we've led people to Christ through the English class. Move on. That's a, a ladies' English class on a Tuesday. About 50 women come to that. It's just for ladies on a Tuesday morning. Move on. Uh, we have a drop-in centre in both North and South Belfast. On a Wednesday there now, at the minute, there are about 110 people coming for lunch on a Wednesday. We, 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 it's a place where men can play pool or, or ping pong and people can sit and have tea and coffee and we can get alongside people and it's somewhere warm. We move on. That's lunchtime at the meeting point and maybe ladies in the PW, you could think about this because that's a group from a PW. Actually, they were a PW from Lisburn uh, and they, they come regularly and they make lunch and they get involved in mission. Just don't hear about mission. Why not come and be involved in mission? And when I was showing this slide uh, down in the Arts Peninsula, I said, and churches come from all over. They come from Londonderry and from, from Monaghan. And a lady actually shouted out, too far away. I said, the Arts Peninsula is not too far away. No, she says, the slide's too far away. I'm from Lisburn and I wanted to see if I knew anybody. <laughs> so a hockle's not too far away. Maybe you could come and be involved in mission and, and share with us. We'll move on very quickly. Uh, that's Bible studies, a very important part of what we do. We have Bible studies in North Belfast and South Belfast. Uh, that's actually the Reverend Ivan Steen from Windsor Presbyterian Church. He leads the Bible study on a Wednesday. And uh, actually, right now on a Wednesday, he's doing Christianity Explored. But before Christmas, 
he did the Alpha course, and we had 70, 50 to 70 people coming to that, mostly Iranians, because it's translated into Farsi, but people from Eritrea, people from Africa, and many, many local people as well coming to that Bible study. So much so that, next slide please. So much so that Ivan, since Christmas, has had to baptize 30 adults from that Alpha course. 30 adults have been baptized and uh, into Windsor Presbyterian Church. So great work and praise God for it. Move on. Uh, that lady is from Straban, via, she's from Scotland, from Straban, came to Belfast with her grandson. Uh, just to see her grandson, because her daughter lives in Belfast. She lives in Belfast. Started coming to a parent and toddler group. Parent and toddler groups are another thing that we do. But in all of these things, you have to be intentional. Because Sharon Heron got alongside Susan uh, and asked her, have you ever been to church or do you read the Bible? And she said, I have never opened a, or read the Bible in my whole life never opened the Bible. Sharon said to her, why don't you come up to the meeting point uh, to Keith and he will explain some passages from the Bible. So uh, she came on a Tuesday night when we were open on a Tuesday and I, I did John chapter 3 with her. I opened the Bible and we looked at John chapter 3 and the next week she came back. I was going to look at John chapter 4 and I said to her, Susan, did you, did you think about what I said last week? about being born again and about having Jesus in your life? She said, I did. And I asked Christ to come into my life. And from that day to this, she now works every day as a volunteer in the meeting point. She helps Sharon give away clothes and sort clothes. She helps make tea. And she's a wonderful evangelist, sharing with everybody, hey, get into the Bible study. Come on, come in. Uh, and sharing just what God has done for her in her life. Wonderful thing it is to see new life and new growth. Move on. We give away bicycles. Uh, I'm running out of time here. I started giving bicycles away eight years ago because some church gave me a thousand pounds. Do you know, they didn't want it to go to church house because they thought church house is a black hole. And all the money goes in there and it never comes back out. You know the way the gravity of a black hole sucks everything in? Well, that's not true. Because for a start, we are financially supported by United Appeal. Our entire budget to make all of this work comes through what you give to United Appeal. So it's not all a black hole. But some churches believe it's a black hole. So they gave us £1,000 and we didn't know what to do with it, me and Henry. So there was a man coming who had to come for walk for more than an hour to come to the meeting point in wind and rain. So we started buying second-hand bicycles. And, you know, since that, that was eight years ago, since that, we've now given away more than a 1,000 bicycles. More than a 1,000 bicycles. And it comes again from you. When we speak on a Sunday or at PWs, we say, ladies, I'm sure your husband wanted to get fit and he bought a bicycle and he was going to do this and he was going to do that but he hasn't looked at it and you're tripping over it all the time, give it to us and we'll give it to people so that they can come 
to our English classes, come to the meeting point, and we can get to know them. More than a thousand bicycles. Very quickly, our work spread in 2019 to North Belfast. And how am I going to reach people in North Belfast? Well, the presbytery owned a shop, so we opened a charity shop for mums and tots and babies' clothes and stuff move on. Uh, this is the team, I hope, in that the one in the middle in the purple is Frances. She runs the shop. She's a wonderful evangelist, prays with everybody that comes into the shop. We only sell clothes and equipment up to 12 years of age because I wanted to attract mothers into the, the meeting point. We started with a shop, then we opened up a drop-in center, move on. We drop again, move on to the next slide. We moved, opened up a drop-in center in the old Emmanuel, or the old St. Enoch's Presbyterian Church Hall at Carlisle Circus. We have a mum and tots in there, move on. And we've, I started English classes, I started a Bible study there. And this girl, Shirley McGonigal, took over that work just a year ago. She started doing English classes, Bible studies, outreach. She now has a drop-in going as well. And that's all. Actually, that kitchen, you can see the hatch. That is the PW project for this year because the kitchen is so outdated. The hatch is not fit for purpose to, to hand out food. Do you know, I have to kneel down. Would you like a cup of tea? Uh, and it doesn't work too well. So we're going to lift that hatch, put a new kitchen in, and that's kindly supported by the home project of the PW this year. And lastly, the last slide you'll be glad to hear, not only do we do all those things, now in conjunction with Westkirk on the Shankill Road, we've started a, a church plant. It's called Grace and Hope Community Church. The Reverend Peter Burke is, is, the, is the minister of that and we started a year ago with 20 people, a core group, to start a new church in that very needy area around Carlisle Circus. And now there are more than 50 people going to that new church. And it's people who have come in through the meeting point, people who have come in through the shop, uh, people who have come through English classes as well. And it's local people and foreign people. And this is the work of the International Meeting Point. And it's a work of our PCI. And I commend it to you. If you ever get a chance, call in and see us. Uh, we're going, in a moment, we're going to sing our final praise. But before we do that, let's just uh, pray uh, together. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, I want to say thank you this morning to the people of Brookside and all the many congregations that contribute to your work. Lord, because without their generosity and giving, without their prayers, uh, Lord, it, it would not be possible to do this work. And without your spirit, Heavenly Father, going before us, uh, Lord, we would be able to do nothing. It would all be worthless without that work of the Holy Spirit. And without the work of Christ on the cross, without his redeeming blood, without your forgiveness, we would not see. It would all be, Heavenly Father, for nothing. So we thank you for loving us so much. Thank you for giving. Thank you for giving us hope in a world that is 
seems to be without hope and in a hopeless situation. But we thank you that today we can find hope in you. Lord, bless this congregation and thank you for them. And I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.